0: This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelly Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics.
1: Hey there, my name is Jeffrey Reed and I'm the Executive Director of Election Forum. I'm also uh, working with Craig Huey and Huey uh, Huey Alert. Uh, I guess the best way to summarize, I'm, I'm, I'm Craig's right hand right now, so he's letting me interview you for this podcast. Um, and the reason is because it's a, I have a, a vested interest in what you do. So tell us who you are and in a nutshell what you do.
0: Okay, my name is Don Colbert. I'm a medical doctor. I've been practicing now over 35 years. I practice in both Orlando, Florida a suburb called Lake Mary, as well as uh, Fort Worth, Texas in a suburb called South Lake, Texas. I fly back and forth two weeks on, two weeks off. Uh, and I practice more of an integrative type medical practice. Where I incorporate lifestyle changes, nutritional medications, natural hormone therapies, uh, in order to help people achieve optimal wellness.
1: Well, and I tell you why this is an interesting topic to me because my son starts med school and he's going into he's going to be a family practitioner like you, and he early on in his life just started eating very healthy, and and basically telling me and my wife. Almost everything mm-hmm. you need for your body is in nature, like uh, the supplements and things you may not need to that's take right. if you're Very taking good. enough of the natural stuff. So this definitely resonates. So this is something I've noticed that's interesting. You would have been considered sort of an outlier, you know, holistic health twenty, twenty five years ago. But now it's really becoming more of the main thing. So how are you finding momentum with what you do? In, in the? Well, I'm
0: booked out at least uh, six to eight months in advance, so it's real hard to get an appointment now, so it keeps me very busy, but I'm training my nurse practitioners to come in and see patients because it's it's so desired. People love it when you combine it all together, and it's amazing how the body can be restored and the mind and the brain once we catch the um, memory loss soon enough. We can literally restore early to mid Alzheimer's disease if we catch it. And again, uh, once it gets to severe Alzheimer's, they have too much beta amyloid and beta amyloid plaquing to occur to many times reverse it fully or to even reverse it at all. So that's why uh, it's important to diagnose it and then start the natural therapies, which the first thing is just a healthy uh, ketogenic type diet, whereas 95% of keto diets are unhealthy. They, uh, so I put people on a, on a Mediterranean-type keto diet. I know it's a novel word, but uh, I so wrote it's a, a modified
1: version of the keto diet.
0: Correct. Using healthy ingredients, healthy fats. not. And I knew Dr. Adkins years ago, and he'd had a ketogenic diet years ago. I knew him back in the 80s and 90s, and um, he would eat, he would recommend slabs of bacon and, you know, T-bones and ribeyes and uh, lots of cheese and lots of oh, yeah. butter so and my, cream. I, I, I actually, that's the unhealthy my version. Diet, my,
1: yes, my first diet yes. was, the, was the Atkins diet and I yeah. loved it.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, guys I love
1: the bacon. It. I want it.
0: And now they have a new uh, carnivore diet where they just, um, a man eats a big steak once or twice a day and that's it. You know, and the men love this and they lose weight, but it's not healthy. I know, and I, I could
1: have eaten a loaf of wonder bread after that diet. I wanted to eat the carbs <laughs> yeah. so badly. So, so let me ask you this is sort of as a believer because you've you've, you've found that a lot of the, the information that you utilize in your practice you've, you've gotten from your faith and from Scripture as oh as well. absolutely so, sure so what principles in Scripture I know we've had some well-known diets over the years but what what have you found that you've really been able to integrate into your practice as far as the, the biblical mandate for how we should live and how we should eat and
0: well good question years ago I wrote a book about 25 years ago what would Jesus eat and it was a it was a healthy Mediterranean diet. Yet we cannot do that today because most all of our bread has been hybridized and crossbred, so the bread's highly inflammatory nowadays. And so many people are sensitive to gluten, so we have to use other means. So I did a modified Mediterranean keto type of diet and wrote a book a couple of years ago called Beyond Keto, which is really the truly first healthy keto diet that was out there. There was nothing else like it before then. And so that literally gives the body and the brain the healthy fats it needs, such as olive oil and avocado oil and avocados and nuts and seeds. Not all this animal fat, because realize the fat of the animal, like butter and cream and cheese and fatty steaks contain the toxins. That's where the pesticides and the toxins are stored in the animal's fat. You don't want to be eating all that or you're asking for cancer and other diseases. Who knows what disease, but uh, anyway, what I have done is I choose more plant-based fats like the olive oil and the avocado oil and the nuts and seeds as well as, uh, you know, lots of veggies. Uh, That's a Mediterranean diet. Lots of vegetables, lots of green leafy vegetables and broccoli and cruciferous veggies, pretty much as much of those as you want as well as healthy meats, not all the fatty meats, but if you're going to eat meats, more grass-fed, grass-finished chicken and turkey and fish, healthy fish, not fish high in mercury like tuna, super high in mercury, as well as... Um,
1: Thank you, that was my favorite meat fish, <laughs> Fish, by the way, you just crashed. Yeah. I know,
0: so again, yeah. I, t- I teach people which fish to eat that are low mercury fish like the wild salmon, not farm-raised salmon that has all those antibiotics in it, and pesticides, and sea lice. They treat sea lice with all those pesticides, and you're getting the what they're using, the antibiotics in you from uh, farm-raised fish. So people are eating farm-raised fish thinking they're eating something healthy. No, that's not healthy for you. You want wild salmon, wild sardines, anchovies, flounders, good, and I'll list a whole bunch of healthy fish that's good for you.
1: What do you think about the, it's a. It's a definitely a, a, a surging movement, the, the vegan movement, my, and two of my my four children are, are vegans, and I've learned to cook really well vegan because I like tasty food. And right. So, But what do you think overall about that, that well, movement? Well,
0: vegans are a step in the right direction, but most of the vegan foods, those patients unfortunately end up eating lots of grains and lots of nightshades that have lots of lectins in it that create inflammation. So my, my vegans are the ones who I find get more of the inflammatory diseases. They get more arthritis, uh, more autoimmune type diseases. And I'm saying, well, uh, I'm look, I analyze their diet and they're eating all of these, usually the grains that, create, that cause tremendous uh, gut issues, leaky gut and then eventually that spills over into their joints and creates all the joint problems as well as other problems and then after age 60 they lose muscle and these people develop a condition called sarcopenia where they lose muscle mass and they don't get enough coenzyme q10 and enough b12 and so uh, I have to help these people, I have to wake them up and I try and put them on a healthy, my healthy keto, Mediterranean yeah, diet, which is beyond keto. It's, fun, it's
1: interesting, my son, he, he mentioned B12 because B, B12 doesn't uh, digest if you take it in the system,
0: so he does it sublingually so and I do yeah, it as well. Right, well that's good. Yeah, But they are, it's a step in the right direction. But so they you up to be vegan, eating, you need to know what you're doing. Exactly, yeah. or else long term, especially when you're over 60, the body starts burning its own muscle as fuel. They develop sarcopenia and they, you know, have all kind of health problems as you get older. Have you seen a
1: shift in in our culture in particular, in our country, somewhat narcissistic, everybody is in an, an extent, but we have been fascinated with diets. Have you seen a shift from the I want to look good diet trend to the I want to be healthy diet trend? I'm seeing that a little bit. What do you What do you seeing?
0: It's some, but still, the younger people want to look good, that's their goal. They want to lose a pound a day, you know, and they'll do the caveman diet to get there. The older people, they have chronic pain or they have diabetes or they have have dementia or they have a wake-up call or cancer and all of a sudden you get diagnosed with cancer or dementia it's a wake-up call they're saying hey you've only got a couple of years to live unless you change or hey you're going to be in a nursing home if you don't get this under control and they don't really have medicine to stop dementia so again they're suddenly motivated and they will change and they'll start implementing the key things they need to do like the healthy keto diet the intermittent fasting the exercise as well as uh well oxygenated sleep which are critical for a healthy brain and then the supplements of course that they need and the bioidentical hormones which crash in most people after between the ages of 50 and 60 and these hormones are critical for the brain especially testosterone, DHEA and pregnenolone and what these do is they repair the brain cells and they prevent the brain from shrinking. You see, as the brain ages, it atrophies and we start accumulating this beta amyloid that literally causes the brain to shrink and shrivel up, similar to a, a grape becoming a raisin or a, a, you know, a plum becoming a prune, it shrinks. That's due to that beta amyloid destroying the brain cells and literally downsizing the brain so when you take a CT scan or a PET scan of the brain, it's shrunken. And they say, your brain's atrophied. There's nothing you can do, it's over. And that is over. They're right so we want to catch it before then, so we can prevent it. And these hormones are powerful at doing that.
1: So I want to get. I want to move towards the, the healthy sure. brain. Uh, your mm-hmm. your latest book, but I I wanted to. So as you were saying words like you said ten things. I, I don't know mm-hmm. what they mean. Mm-hmm. I can listen to this podcast later. Yeah, people well listen. We can go over. Pause sure. it, they can take notes. Yeah. How can people? become better in their life of doing this on a regular basis. So it's more intrinsic, it's more natural for them yeah. to do it. It's just more instinctive right. to, to eat healthy. What what can people do to make this a normal part of their life? Instead of having well,
0: to Can I tell you the simplest thing you can do and probably the most powerful thing and I teach my patients to do it and I do it pretty much every day is I, I do inter, I practice intermittent fasting. And I finish eating dinner almost always right around six PM. And then I won't eat anything, now I'll drink water or I can drink tea, no food, Stevia, after, six, no food okay. after that. Or if I'm really hungry, I'll have my fiber FiberZone uh, drink with water and just fiber, which is net carbs of zero. And so literally that keeps me in a fasting state. And then in the morning I'll wake up at 6 or 6.30 and I'll have my teas, I combine these teas together, I use green tea, I like the jasmine better because it has a better flavor, with my cinnamon. Cinnamon is amazing for the brain it increases brain-derived neurotrophic factor so I use a cinnamon tea along with a lemon and ginger which has powerful anti-inflammatory effects tea along with stevia I'm still fasting so I do that for at least 14 hours so at 8 o'clock I do it till 8 and then on the weekends I'll do it till 10 so I fast for 16 hours on the weekend usually. and what that does the most amazing thing happens with intermittent fasting it's absolutely the most amazing Process for patients to do. First of all, it helps your metabolic rate. Second of all, it decreases inflammation. But third, it increases a, a process in the body called autophagy. Autophagy means self eating, similar to a self cleaning oven. You've seen a self cleaning oven where you put on self cleaning mode at night, in the morning, all the black gook is out of the, <laughs> out of the oven. Similar <laughs> process happens in the brain. When you can fast for 14 hours, your body starts breaking down abnormal or senescent cells or cells that are um, just you know, in a dying type state or in, a, uh, in just a senescent cell, which is in a, uh, a declining degenerative state. Also, it breaks down abnormal proteins or old proteins, old mitochondria. And it takes the other proteins and recycles them and makes brand new cells, brand new mitochondria and it also eats up and destroys the beta amyloid. It creates cells. It literally creates cells and mitochondria. Mitochondria, the energy portion of the cell, that produces brain energy and mental increased mental capabilities. So we're renewing our mitochondria. We're getting rid of the waste products. We're breaking down the beta amyloid and all the cellular trash Is being dumped out of the brain as literally our brain's being recreated and improved. So, how is that manifest
1: in a a person? Because you just said all these internal things. Does does it make you smarter? It just makes you more alert? Well, is it. What it does,
0: very good question. What it does, in doing so, our brain starts producing a powerful protein called brain derived neurotrophic factor. That's like miracle growth of plants, it's miracle growth for the brain. In doing so, brain-derived neurotrophic factor literally programs the brain to produce new axons, new dendrites, new brain cells, new synapses, so we literally start to repair and restore the brain. We have known since the 1990s that the brain has what we call plasticity which means the brain is able to restore itself if given the proper nutrients and tools that it needs. But probably the most important thing for that is intermittent fasting because it literally supplies that brain-derived neurotrophic factor and starts to regenerate the brain.
1: Um, I'm hoping that this is true because (laughs) we're doing some really stupid things in our culture right now. Oh, we are. We're eating a huge breakfast and a late dinner. I know. And so I just wanted, this is a sort, it's sort of a sidebar, but I know you've, you've pondered this and thought about it a lot. Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. the danger that we're seeing right now with with the pharmaceutical companies, in essence, interjecting themselves in oh, almost oh, every oh, facet oh. of our
0: life? <laughs> uh, but, well, pharmaceuticals, again, they do, we have to thank them for the antibiotics and certain things because they have saved millions and billions probably of lives for the antibiotics and the pneumonias and the appendicitis and things like that. But Really, up we, until
1: about 25, 30 years ago, it was—you know, nobody would have been afraid of them.
0: Right, but now we over-prescribe them. They prescribe them for viruses, which you shouldn't be, and then we have these superbugs that's caused a whole shift, and now we have superbugs that don't respond to antibiotics. Yeah. We've overused them. And so uh, also medicines have so many side effects. In fact, for years, they've been the fourth leading cause of death is... Uh, is simply taking prescription (laughs) meds so uh, that's that's eye-opening that the adverse affection of a a, a adverse effect on medication is death quite ironic and so but again one of the things too is medicines are actually hurting our brains a lot of the key medicines we use like antihistamines such as Benadryl or Atarax, which is hydroxyzine, are two common antihistamines. They lower acetylcholine in the brain, which is the main memory nutrient for the brain. And after using these for three years and people over 60, they're much more prone to develop Alzheimer's, they say. So these are found in lots of meds. And a lot of meds have anticholinergic activity, such as a lot of GI meds used for irritable bowel, uh, dicyclamine, Librax, Lomodal. Uh, phenogen, these are all have anticholinergic effect, uh, activities, which affect the brain, the main brain neurotransmitter, acetylcholine. Yeah. So, but also other there's so many other meds I talk about. I have a whole chapter on that because so many people are doing these daily and wondering why their brains their memories declining from so
1: what is we, we always put links on our podcast but what is the what is the title of your latest book and this, then where's the best place for them to get it
0: well the best place is you know they can get it at any bookstore or Amazon or then go to my website at dr, dr. but it's just dr. Colbert's healthy brain zone and again what I teach them in this book is what they can do naturally with diet with intermittent fasting, how exercise helps the brain, how well oxygenated sleep helps the brain, how the nutrients that protect the brain. The most important is vitamin D, and getting your vitamin D3 level optimized between 50 and 80. It turns on over 900 genes that help protect the brain.
1: And the lack of that causes greater some oh, good my goodness. depression exactly. and there's of exactly. issues connected with that. Oh, but
0: critical for the brain, so, and the, and as well as the hormones for the brain.
1: So let's say, because there's a certain audience that you know listens to the podcast, there's yeah. different demographics in there, but I think that what a lot of people is they kind of wait for things to get bad in their life or in their health before oh, yeah. they correct it. But mm-hmm. you would suggest that even early on for kids, like we really do have to oh my train goodness. them to eat well, and parents should do a better well, job of what they Let
0: me tell you some of the statistics. Uh, first of all, most people don't realize that 25% of the population has the Alzheimer's gene, and they don't know it. And you say, I don't want to know. Yes, you do <laughs> want to know, because we can manipulate that gene. I tell them how to do that. Let me, let me just give you the stats. If you have just one copy of the ApoE4 with Alzheimer's gene, you stand about a 30 percent risk of developing Alzheimer's younger in life. And you can detect age, that with yes, the gene? Yeah. absolutely. Now if you have two copies of the gene, you have over a 50 percent risk of developing Alzheimer's between the ages of fit, uh, in your 50s or 60s. Now if you don't have the gene, you stand a 9 percent risk of developing Alzheimer's. See, there's Six major types of Alzheimer's. People just think there's one. No, there's six major types. The most common, one of the most common types is inflammatory from excessive inflammation in the body. And so we pick that up with, I tell them how to pick it up with a test. We do an HSCRP and a homocysteine. Most people have never, their doctors never check homocysteine levels. And homocysteine, if it's high, is going to damage your brain and cause inflammation and degeneration in your brain. Now the kicker is this, the lab value is for homocysteine. Normal is zero in most labs to so 19.2. But if your level is over 10, your brain is starting, is inflamed and will eventually degenerate. Now if you have the ApoE gene, the single or double mutation, you have to get it down below seven, or else your brain is going to be inflamed and it will start to degenerate. So it's critical to know these two factors. Your ApoE gene test if you're if because 25% of us have the gene I have the single mutation and that's why I followed intermittent fasting and that's why I do all of this so
1: you suggest testing no matter how old you are you yes study, but yeah, that, yeah, that gets me to
0: the point the younger the better because if your child has it and you get them involved in contact sports like football soccer rugby lacrosse uh mixed martial arts fighting where they're going to have head trauma in the average person, if they have loss of conscious a concussion with loss of consciousness, then they stand about double the risk of Alzheimer's with a concussion. Wow. But if they have the Alzheimer's gene or the apoe 4 gene, their rate, their chance of developing of Alzheimer's increases tenfold with a head injury. Or wow. So that's it seems like that might be why we have a lot of people
1: that have been through the same football program. I played football exactly. all my life and yes. as far as I know I don't have any right. long term damage. You most likely that, don't have the genes. And there's so. people that have played that it's like they got a couple hits and you know that's right up, and, and, now they're, they're, and they're out there they're struggling to just yeah um, to live. Now so. that's
0: why I treat uh, traumatic brain injury and all of those patients always get that ApoE4 gene and many of them are positive for the single or double mutation. And then I put them on these powerful hormones that start to protect the brain. The earlier the better, especially pregnenolone, 50 milligrams a day, DHEA micronized, 25 milligrams a day, and testosterone. I optimize that testosterone to about 750, a level of 750, and it really protects the brain.
1: Okay, I I can't
0: implore our listeners enough to, to look into this. What's your website, by the way? It's just um, drcolbert.com, www.drcolbert.com. Dr. com, dot It's so great you've got a podcast. There's oh yeah, there's a link to there's that. A there's link a link to the okay, podcast. So the map, and a I'm I'm guessing too. that
1: what we're uh, what we're what we unpack today is going to be unpacked in just so many different levels. So I encourage our, our listeners to go there as well. Well, it's been great having you.
0: Well, thank you. Uh,
1: and I, I hope we hear more, and I hope you, uh, you, you are saving lives. Well, thank you. And you're, because... and you're extending the quality uh, and, the, and the time that, that folks have. So appreciate you, and thank you for being with us today. This is Jeffrey Reed uh, with Yahoo! Alert, and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week. We
0: are listener-supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.